Go on then. What are we watching? Oh, what about... Uh... In the... Uh, with Sky Stream. The new way to get Sky without a dish. Stream unmissable Sky exclusives like True Detective and Netflix shows like The Gentleman all in one place. For just €25 a month for 12 months. Search Sky Stream today. New customers only. 12-month minimum term requires broadband. Further terms apply. On this week's Big Tech Show, Ireland's biggest drone delivery company looks set to cover Dublin by the end of the year. MANA boss Bobby Healy tells us about his goal to be one of the biggest companies in the world. We want to win big here. We don't want to be one player of a 500 different drone companies. We want to be the biggest thing the world has ever seen. We want to be in every single suburban household on the planet. To do that, you start with things that are high adoption, high frequency products. You go straight to the coffees and the takeaway food. The Big Tech Show, available on all podcast platforms. Borgosh Energy, putting customers at the core of under-20 and senior hurling championship action. Hashtag hurling to the core. Hello and welcome to the Throw-In Independent.ie's GAA podcast in association with Borgosh Energy. I'm Will Slattery, and this week I had a discussion with Vincent Hogan of the Irish Independent and Frank Roach of the Herald, where we discussed whether a tiered championship would work in Gaelic football and what changes should be made to the championship structures. It's interesting, I saw some quotes from one of the big guys in Leinster GA, I think maybe he was the the, the, the the head of it, and he was just talking about how they're only expecting thirty to 35,000 at the double header next weekend at Croke Park, and they probably will barely break even. And it's how, in general, gate receipts are down. You know, another twenty percent this year, having already been down substantially over the last few years in Leinster. Like there was a quite a small crowd at that double header the weekend before until the more when even Dublin were involved. It just shows how Leinster, you know, Dublin are one to eighty to be probably the second best team in Leinster or Mead maybe. But it's just it's just kind of dead now, isn't it, as a provincial structure? Well, why would people go? Why would people pay to see something with that price, eighty, 80 to one on? Um, like. <laughs> The, tr- the trouble with Leinster is we're, 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 we're trying to sell a dead duck in terms of Leinster Football Championship. Now, if you go back to that Kildare game, I don't know, was it the Leinster final where Andrew McLaughlin was deemed to have fouled? Leinster semi-final in Leinster 2011. Leinster semi-final, 2011. Yeah. So yeah. That's, it's eight years ago. And that, is that the last time we really saw Dublin pinned up against the wall in Leinster? Yes. Yeah. It would be. Yeah. The, nearest, the nearest we had to it, I'd say, was... The 2013 Leinster final, where at halftime Mead had the temerity to yeah. be two points up, having yeah. played brilliantly. Yeah, but do you know what? Dublin still won relatively easily but, in the end. But that's my point. Like people aren't stupid, and and when even the Dublin supporters who go in such numbers to support their teams, if if that's the attendance that's expected, you know, we're, we're, th- this big debate is going on at the moment about the whole structure of the championship. Do you know what? We've got, we've got a proper Ulster championship this year. We've seen we've got a proper Connacht Championship with Roscommon beating Mayo. But Leinster, we're so far away from seeing a Leinster Championship where as good as Andy McEntee has has improved Meath, all of the money and resources going into Kildare, Porrick Davis and Longford doing a great job, we still seem a million miles away from anyone getting us back to that moment where you feel the dubs are pinned up against the wall and we're really going to see what's, what they're made of under pressure. Everyone is just assuming it's the Super 8s and even the Super 8s because of their design. It's actually the All-Ireland semi-final before you really think, gotcha, like gotcha, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, it's interesting, especially with the talk of the tier championship coming in as soon as next year. Yeah, I mean, something has to happen. It's just, I suppose, there, you, you come up with one solution and it creates myriad other problems, you know, there, that, that there is that issue. And there's an awful lot of people who still want to retain some level of a provincial championship. But, I mean, I think if they're to do that, maybe they have to flip the entire season on its head and you actually abandon the leagues and start off with your Leinster and your various provincial championships are your march to April football and at least those counties still have something to play for and then we go in with a tiered championship that works there just seems to be a psychological hang up from an awful lot of counties that you know we're not go- our players aren't going to bother they're not going to put in the effort if they don't have a chance at winning Sam Maguire they're having a chance of winning Sam Maguire that's the thing but the, the problem with that though and, and I can see the opposition to the tiered championship is because there's a sense that it'll accentuate this separation between the elite counties and those who aren't able to compete at that level so that if you have we'll call it a B championship mm. what kind of coverage is that B championship going to get and accordingly what kind of resources are going to be put into those teams if they're in this netherworld where they don't really matter. And, like, I think it was Marie Crow made this point that even media outlets are so squeezed now. What, what kind of profile are these players going to have? And, and I, I had this... I was on a panel there a few months ago with um, Desi Farrell and Kieran McGinney, and I, and I was making the point that I think the, the model of the GA inter-county player is completely unnatural now because we have the elite teams that are adopting this lifestyle choice and they're, 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 they've brought it to such a level and it's phenomenal to watch brilliant entertainment but I think it's unnatural that you have a championship where you have Wicklow in the same Leinster championship as Dublin now if you're the Wicklow manager and you're trying to sell a lifestyle choice this coming November to your players so that they prepare the same as Dublin come on how is that going to happen now Kieran McGinney stopped me and he said I don't know what you're talking about here in Armagh, we only train two nights a week. And the point I made to Kieran was, are you telling me that at least four other nights of the week, your players aren't expected to be doing something to be better players for Armagh? Because if they're not, they won't be at the races. And this is where it's gone completely unnatural. And I think this, this is a more important debate. And I'm, I'm not sure what solution there is, because I think the genie is out of the bottle here for the GA, that they have this elite, game that is magnificent to watch when two equally matched teams play but underneath it there's this point of separation and I think a two-tier championship is going to accentuate that point. But, but it's interesting on the point of coverage and what kind of coverage will these, uh, you know, the second-tier championship get because I saw London manager Kieran Deedy tweet it's like, well, as players, do, do, they, do they prepare so they can get five minutes in the Sunday game? Do they, do they prepare to play matches at their own level against teams and be competitive and, and, and like... Like it's an it's an awful conundrum, but um, you, you go back to the the club game. You know, clubs find their level in a county. Like if you're a junior club in whatever X county, and you know you're not going to you can't compete with the big boys. But if you know you put in everything to win in your club's first junior title in 50 years, there's you know there's a, a level of achievement there. Um, it's just getting people. The wider GA people to say, "What well, is this going to work at county level too?" You know, in a way, the the, the county the, the county construct it's 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 a false one too. I mean, you've got a, you've got Dublin now a city of one point whatever million people. Uh, are they competing against Leitrim, county of thirty odd thousand? You know, it can't happen. 
You know, it's just, uh, and maybe once upon a time when Dublin weren't as organised, uh, it could. But more and more of those people in these counties from the western seaboard and beyond, they're not even living there anymore. So that's another huge headache. Yeah, and I, I, I think the big problem here is that so many people within the GA are feeling ignored and disaffected. And I thought it was a very interesting quote over the weekend from the leash manager, John Sugru. Mm who was talking about, yeah, let's have a two-tier championship and let's the big teams just play each other and the rest of us just play on a backfield somewhere. And he clearly being very sarcastic about it. Mm. And this is a huge problem for the GA that there's this sense of disconnect that so many people are feeling and frustration and anger that we just want to see the big games. And in many ways, us in the media, because we're so squeezed, we just cover the big side of it. Yeah. And, and these people are feeling, we're GA members too. What about us? And who is focusing on us? And all they hear is a two-tier championship. And they see that as push them down, push them out of here. They're only irritating us. Well, it's hard not to feel that way when you see John McDonough in Cup and how it's not even mentioned. This Absolutely. The, the result's not even shown. Yeah. Yeah. The, like the, in a way, I mean, the way once they remodeled the National Football League come back 11, 12 years ago into a four, four distinct tiers, in one way, it's great because it gives counties like Leitrim, for example, a chance at promotion this year, playing in a final in Crow Park, etc., etc. But without a shadow of a doubt, it has exacerbated the gap between the really strong and the not so strong. And you have a scenario now where you've probably eight teams at the top and most of them, well, several, definitely the top three or four, would easily beat the best teams in Division 2 90% of the time you saw it in the championship results last year it's not the gap isn't just between Division 1 and Division 3 and 4 it's between Division 1 and Division 2 it's actually now, between six teams in Division probably, 1 isn't it yeah, yeah. yeah now maybe it was always like that you know I mean we go back to the early 1980s and Kerry were beating various provincial champions from Connacht and Ulster out the gate you know but there's so much more of a focus on everything now and the probably the effort the players have to put in even to survive at, you know, Division 4 level is is off the charts. So, uh, I mean, it's there's a million and one headaches there and I don't know how they solve them all. And I know one thing that has been flouted by uh, Joe Brawley maybe one or two other people is that tiers within tiers so it's not just like an A and a B it's an A, a B, a C like, you know, maybe the Ladies Football Championship is, is like something that would maybe mirror the, the kind of construct of the league and that there's more than one separation because, I don't know, what, what do you make of that argument? Well, see, like, it, it kind of it works in hurling. But hurling is a very different game because, you know, the, the Fermanas of this world, no mind the, the Westmeads and Kerrys, etc. and all that, most of the time they weren't competing for the Lee McCarthy Cup anyway. So, you know, it, it, without a shadow of a doubt, it has worked. Awfully mightn't like it at the moment. But, you know, Carlo, you could see the incremental progress they made and now they've got up to that top tier. Sadly, they're still a long way off it. And that's always going to be the case probably for the next while. Like you've, at the moment, we've eight to nine competitive counties in hurling. So, you know, having five teams in each province, we'll call it that, works. Um, what solution they come up with football um, that doesn't, you know, make the strong even stronger and the weak weaker. But at the same time, like, like I was watching Dublin against Loud there two weeks ago and no matter, and like the Loud manager was talking afterwards about how, you know, just they didn't perform, etc. and all that. But they were never going to 
you know, that what they were playing, they weren't playing a championship match there. They were going out to hopefully, you know, not lose by twenty odd points, and that's what happened. And this is the argument we've seen with, you know, Joe would consistently have a big go at Fermanagh and Rory Gallagher, and you know, Fermanagh got to the Ulster final last year. Would they have gotten to an Ulster final not playing the way they play? Probably not. And then, but you have to ask yourself, what was the value of being in the Ulster final? You know, when you get well beaten anyway, because the the Tyrones and the Donegals are smart enough and clever enough to pick you off anyway. So what does getting to an Ulster final mean if you don't really have a shot at winning it? And uh, I know for for their supporters, and it's a tiny county and there's a lot of credit due to them, but at some point you have to be asking you yourself, is the achievement of getting to the Ulster final really meaningful if you're not going to win it. Well, it was like when Westmead went to back-to-back Leinster finals, you know. Or I think a classic and, case is Carlo. Yeah. Like, where Carlo implement, you know, a defensive system. And this is a county who routinely were, were probably very nearly the worst county, close to being the worst mm-hmm. county in Ireland in football terms for a number of years. And you were at the game last year when they, they ambushed uh, Kildare. I mean... One of the great occasions that I've been at. Is, exactly. You know, mm. And and they actually had a, a pre-Leinster uh, semi-final press night um, uh, a few days afterwards. And they were so open. We went down there and they were talking about playing leash and, like, in fairness, Turlock O'Brien uh, and Stephen Poacher, they're very amenable people and you'd listen to them talk forever, like. And, it, you know, they were living the, they were living the dream to an mm-hmm. extent. Um how long can a team sustain that and even sustain it playing that type of system where in a way it is damage limitation because you you get to a point where they lost a leash in a not very good Leinster semi-final and then against Mead there a couple of weeks ago do you know I know their manager half their management team is suspended their talisman is suspended but at the same time, you just, you know, there was never a sense that, you know, the Carlo, it, it had bottomed out nearly. Absolutely. And I, I think there's also, it struggles for a long term life, uh, that kind of system, because what are you selling to the players? You're selling this extraordinarily high work rate with more or less 14 bodies behind the ball. It's, it's, it can't be great fun to play. It, ca- it must be great fun when you pull off a shock like Carlo beating Kildare. Mm. What a day and what an achievement. But if you're in that Carlo dress and you go again this year, lads, we, we might do it again. There's, there's, there's not a whole lot of joy in that system. And I think it's, it doesn't have a, a long shelf life in any dress. I can't imagine it has a long shelf life. Vincent, Frank, thanks so much for joining me. That's all we have time for in the throne this week. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back next week with another great podcast. And in the meantime, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or listen on independent.ie. So until next time, thank you for listening and goodbye. Board Gosh Energy, putting customers at the core of under 20 and senior hurling championship action. Hashtag hurling to the core.